It's nice to see lots of people in the church. And I saw, I met two people today. I met a two-year-old Sophia today. She was smiling, where is Sophia? There, Sophia is there. Yeah, yeah, there she is. And I met Erika today, the principal of Bishop Moore School. So welcome Sophia and Erika and everybody. So nice to see you all. And smiling, hopefully next week we can see your face a little more, better. Um, when I was growing up, like this altar service, age five, six, seven, eight years old, uh, my parish church, then, even now, I can say that again, was and is the center of all the spiritual activities, like here. Not only spiritual activities, the church also is a center of uh, social activities fun activities, sports activities, everything. So all the Catholics, church, our lives resolve around this church, you know. So I remember during summertime, the pastor used to organize volleyball tournaments in a makeshift ground with uh, one side, we have a, a makeshift gallery or a, or a stand with the bamboo sticks, people can sit. Three sides were empty, so he had to sit on the ground and watch the game. And they will cover this volleyball ground with uh, some sort of fencing using wooden plank or a board uh, as high as, I would say, 10, 15 feet high, so nobody can go inside. You have to buy a ticket. So people like me, young kids, eight years old, don't have money, so we will look for any little holes on the fence that we can look through and see the game inside. And most time we were lucky enough to find a few holes. So everybody will flock at that little hole. Maybe you can only look with one eye and see what is going on. So the North Hall did not give us full view of the game. But what happened is there could be more not holes other side of the fence or right side of the fence. So looking through these few holes, you get some idea of what is going on. You can see the players, you can see their servicing, uh, they are smashing the ball. Uh, but of course, if you're inside the uh, fence, you can see the game much better. Outside, you have some view. So. The parables of Jesus are like these knot holes on the volleyball fence. They give you a glimpse of God's kingdom. By moving from one to other, you can get a few different views of the kingdom. The parables don't give you a good view of it, but it is a good enough to give you an idea what the kingdom is like. So today, see when someone asks you what is a parable, how to explain, use this analogy of a basement, baseball fence or volleyball fence that you can have some holes, you look through it and you find. So you don't have the full view of this kingdom, but at least you know what Jesus is trying to say. So the fourth chapter of Mark's gospel, it contains three different parables about God's kingdom. By moving from one to other, you can get three different views of the kingdom. 
Interestingly, all the three parables talk about seeds. The first parable, the farmer who planted the seed. So he goes and sow the seed, and some seed fell on the good ground, some on the bad ground. So only the good seed fell in the good ground, sprouted and gave him something. The second parable, which we just heard in the gospel today, speaks of how a seed grows beneath the soil without the farmer knowing it how. It is a mystery to him. The third parable, which we also heard in today's gospel, contrasts the tiny seed to the large, beautiful plant that grows from it. Each of these three parables gives us an insight into God's kingdom. The first parable reveals that the kingdom can grow only in the good heart, hearts that are open to God's words. Second parable reveals that God's kingdom grows in our heart in a marvelous, mysterious way without we knowing about it. The third parable reveals that the tiny seed of the kingdom in our heart will eventually grow into something beautiful. So that is about today's gospel and preaching. So I'm going to tell you another parable today, a parable about my religious order, and I'm also here to make an appeal to you to talk and make you, to, make you aware of what is going on with my society, Missionaries of Compassion, in which I'm a member. I have been with you since uh, 2018. And before that, I, w I lived in South Africa, and I was a missionary for 19 years. I'm still a missionary here among you, uh, in a different uh, perspective. So, last year, we couldn't send any priest to America, or even this year, to make an appeal in different parts of this country, different parishes, to gather money for the missionary work of the society because of COVID, and same thing this year also. So I asked Father Walsh, can I make an appeal to the wonderful, generous parishioners of St. Margaret Mary? And he agreed. So I will say a few things. So I'm going to say the threefold, threefold reason of mission appeal. Why am I, we are talking about mission appeal or why we are making a mission appeal. Number one is to create or recreate an awareness in you that you all are, all are missionaries. The day you're baptized, you have that charism is put in you as a missionary charism. Sometimes we may not be able to go to mission countries to preach or do anything, but we all have that uh, charism of a missionary induced into you. So that charism will take you to the next level that you are praying for the missionary. Though you are here, you could pray for our missionaries working in Tanzania and the remote part of India, especially northeast part of India called Arunachal Pradesh, and where the prayer is for our missionaries can be happy missionaries, joyful, right disposition. If they are grumpy and resentful and, uh, uh, and not happy, they will do harm to a mission area. So we want our missionaries to be zealous and enthusiastic and joyful that they can preach the kingdom of God and sow the seed and get back hundredfold. And the third thing is supporting the missions with our sacrifice, financial support.
is important. So in order to sustain the mission, in order to continue to have what we already have done, we need support from you in, a, in financial uh, support. That is, that you contribute towards our mission. So I was speaking to some of our priests. They said the COVID has done so bad to India. So what you read or what you hear in the TV is just a fraction of uh, what is happening there. The government is releasing all the information. So hundreds of thousands of people have been dead by now and so many people have been infected. And the lockdown, the prolonged lockdown have destroyed middle class, there is no shops, so people have no job, the factories are closed, and they don't get incentives like we had, government giving us money. So it is a, a disastrous situation, a dire need uh, for helping them. So they are inundated with uh, so many requests for food. So wherever we are, we have started a, a soup kitchen that people are being helped. So we really want you also to be partners in our mission. Second is we are building a, a school in Tanzania for girls, one of the remotest part of Tanzania, uh, Tanzania in Africa. Uh, education of girls are important. So many African countries, girls are not educated because they just send them marriage and do the household job. So it's important that we support uh, women or girls that can study and reach somewhere in life and continued maintenance of our mission activities all over the world, wherever we are. And uh, last time when I preached, 2019, I mentioned if anyone likes to sponsor a seminarian uh, for his studies for six to eight years, it would cost you like $350 per year. If anybody wants to sponsor, he can contact me, come to me after Mass, and I will uh, give you information what to do. That we will appreciate you any kind of help. Other day, I was in hospital. So Debbie, the secretary, sent me a note. I must go and anoint somebody. And literally, I forgot. So next day, I rushed in. And I have this page with me uh, with the name and details, and the room number, Winter Park Hospital here. So I went to the room. By the time this person had been discharged from the hospital, somebody else in this room. So I didn't see what name, whose name, and how he looks like. I anointed him. And his wife actually, from the very moment I ended, looking at me, what are you doing here? So I anointed him, and uh, after anointing, she said, we are not Catholics. I said, oops, but don't, don't worry. You're a Catholic now, you know, so you're a Catholic now. Here is your envelopes, you know, so, 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 so here is your envelopes. You have got envelopes here uh, everywhere for the, for the donation towards missionaries of compassion. Or you can use any envelope that you would like to use. So when you make a check, please make in the name of St. Margaret Mary Catholic Church and mention it is for... Uh, uh, missionaries of compassion. Uh, that's all you need to do. So take the envelopes and think about it and, uh, and be a, a partner of missionaries of compassion that we can continue to sow good seed in good soil and bring hundredfold. So 
I've talked about parable, it's like looking through a little uh, uh, knot hole. So I have a video to show you what exactly we are, you'll get some idea of who are these missions of compassion, what we do in the world. And just sit and watch. Do as I have done. Those words from John's Gospel have guided the hands and the hearts of the missionaries of compassion since 2003. Halfway around the world, they labor in the light of Christ to bring comfort to the rural poor. Dr. Jose Camlet founded the order to meet the spiritual and the worldly needs of God's children in remote areas that we may never see. From the start of life to its end on this earth, more than 100 priests are there, bringing to thousands the kind of care and compassion that Jesus would. Of course, the sacraments. They have built shrines and churches. They operate schools, hospitals, a rehabilitation center. They care for the elderly when families cannot. They operate seminaries to make sure that God's work here continues. They've set up soup kitchens. Some of them have wheels. In the remote parts of India, a meal can cost less than a dollar. A simple safe home, $3,500. A huge need, school books and supplies for all the children. The pandemic has created havoc in India and Africa, another challenge for the missionaries. They touch hearts and souls every day. It's their calling, and it's ours too in this universal church. We may never actually wash someone's feet as Jesus did at the Last Supper, but we can reach out where the need is so great, adding our hands and our hearts to those who have embraced service to others as their life's work, doing as he did.